Hi guys, this is Meredith Atwood, your host of the Same 24 Hours podcast. I am very thrilled about this two-parter. Um, the first part with Dr. Michael Greger, the author of How Not to Die and founder of NutritionFacts.org. And then a follow-up with Audrey Sanchez, who is the executive director of Balanced, a new nonprofit founded by Dr. Greger that is making huge change and has big, big ideas with taking on um, our food service providers in schools and cafeterias, um, hospitals and workplaces in order to make healthier options available for all of us, and especially those who want it. Um, but this is a huge epidemic in our, in our country with, um, you know, especially school lunches um, and the recent administration changes and, and some of the things coming down that um, this is, couldn't be more timely. So I hope you guys will listen to part one with Dr. Greger and then part two with um, Audrey and see how you can get involved. So please enjoy. Welcome to the Same 24 Hours Podcast with Meredith Atwood. We all have the same 24 hours each day, and it's what we do with those hours that makes all the difference between our health, happiness, and success. Today's guest is Dr. Michael Greger, founder of NutritionFacts.org and author of the revolutionary book, How Not to Die. Enjoy the show. Hi, guys, and welcome to another episode of The Same 24 Hours. I have to admit, I'm a little geeked out about this guest today, Dr. Michael Greger. Welcome, Dr. Greger. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Yes. Yeah, so you guys, Dr. Greger is the author of the book, How Not to Die, <laughs> which I love, and um, the founder of NutritionFacts.org, which is a free evidence-based nutrition website. He's got no ads just science and everything you need to know about nutrition. So his book, How Not to Die, is a fascinating tome of research, but it has awesome entertainment value with a ton of references to back all the statements and science in there. Um, for example, blocking toxins in the body via fruits and vegetables is great, and there's resources to, to back up that statement. But then he provides a fun fact that if you wanted to have an animal product that would do this, your option is camel pee. <laughs> And so you can tell your children, you know, eat your fruits and vegetables or we can use camel pee. So thank you for being here, Dr. Gregor. Let's uh, jump right in and talk about um, talk about your book a little bit and, and all of the information you provide in there. Sure. Uh, well, uh, the good news in my book, How Not to Die, is we have tremendous power over our health, destiny and longevity. The vast majority of premature death and disability is preventable with a plant-based diet and other healthy lifestyle behaviors. Okay, so plant-based diet. Plant-based diet, right? The best available balance of evidence suggests the healthiest diet is one that minimizes the intake of meat, eggs, dairy, and processed junk and maximizes the intake of fruits, vegetables, legumes, which are beans, split peas, chickpeas, and lentils, whole grains, nuts and seeds, mushrooms, herbs, and spices, basically real food that grows out of the ground. These are our healthiest choices. And is that where you have found that you sort of lose people? <laughs> Do their eyes glaze over and say, but no ice cream, but no animal, no burgers? Well, it doesn't matter <laughs> what you eat on your, you know, birthday or holiday special occasions. But on a day-to-day -day basis, we really should try to eat healthy. So it's basically what you do on a daily basis. And this is your whole concept in the book about the daily dozen, correct? 
Yeah, as I center my recommendations around a daily dozen checklist of foods, I encourage people to, you know, uh, get into their daily diet, some of the healthiest foods like, you know, uh, berries every day, the healthiest foods, greens every day, the healthiest vegetables, a tablespoon of ground flax seeds, quarter teaspoon of turmeric, the best beverages, how much exercise to get, you know, all the kind of questions people have in hopes of inspiring people to uh, choose healthier foods to kind of crowd out some of the less healthy options. Right. So one of the things that you've really brought to the forefront is that doctors are incredibly great and valuable at treating acute illnesses, but you know, there's not much education in medical school around nutrition. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, doctors have a severe nutrition deficiency in education. Most doctors just never taught about the impact healthy nutrition can have in the course of illness. And so they graduate without this powerful tool in their medical toolbox. Uh, and there are also institutional barriers such as you know, time constraints and lack of reimbursement. Uh, in general, doctors simply aren't paid for counseling people on how to take better care of themselves. Uh, of course, the drug companies also play a role in influencing medical education and practice. You know, ask your doctor when the last time they were taken out to dinner by Big Broccoli. It's probably been a while. <laughs> Big Broccoli. <laughs> You're so funny. Your book is so funny. You wouldn't think that a book called How Not to Die is really funny, but it's it's very, very entertaining. And I love your analogy about how um, the whacking your own shin on the coffee table analogy. Can you tell everyone about that? Right. Well, I mean, uh, the I mean, the body has a remarkable cap capacity to bounce back from insults, and so I, you know, talk about that in the context of these dramatic re heart disease reversal studies. So, heart disease number one killer, men and women. Um, but even late stages, right, right when they're, uh, you know, ready to uh, take you up and, you know, crack your chest open to do, you know, bypass surgery. Uh, Dr. Dean Ornish published starting back in 1990 his landmark lifestyle heart trial proving that you can actually reverse heart disease without drugs, without surgeries, just say plant-based diet and other healthy lifestyle behaviors. So that's remarkable. That, right. That suggests that their bodies wanted to heal all along, but were just never given the chance. So you know, I say, well, look, you know, I mean, imagine whacking your, you know, shin on a coffee table or something, you know, and get all red, hot, painful, swollen, inflamed, but will heal naturally if you just stand back, let your body work its magic. Right? Mm -hmm. But what if you whack your shin in the same place day after day? In fact, Three times a day, breakfast, <laughs> lunch, and dinner. Right. Right. Uh, you know, you you know, you you'd, uh, you know, it would never heal. You go to your doctor, be like, "Oh, my shin hurts." They'd be like, "No problem." Whip <laughs> out their pad, write a prescription for painkillers. Right. You're still whacking your shin three times a day. Still really hurts like heck, but oh, I feel so much better with those pain pills on board. Right. Thank heavens for modern medicine. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like uh, you know when people take nitroglycerin for crushing chest pain, tremendous relief, but you're not doing anything to treat the underlying cause of the disease. It was like smoking. One of the most amazing things I learned in all my medical training is that within about 15 years of stopping smoking, your lung cancer risk approaches that of a lifelong non-smoker. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Your, your lungs can clear out all that tar, and eventually it's almost as if you never started smoking at all. Right? Our body wants to come back to health if we let it, but if we keep re-damaging ourselves every day, we may never heal. You know, and every morning of our smoking life, that healing process started to wham, first cigarette of the day, mm. re-injuring our lungs with every puff, just like we can re-injure our arteries with every bite, when all we had to do all along, the miracle cure, 
is to just stand back, get out of the way, stop re-injuring ourselves, and let our body's natural healing processes bring us back towards health. Now, sure, you can choose moderation and hit yourself with a smaller hammer, but why beat yourself up at all? The body is a, is a self-healing machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like your approach to moderation. That, um, you know, let, let's talk moderation. I mean, that, that whole statement, moderate all things in moderation, that is absolutely not true. Well, I mean, you know, asking, for example, you know, uh, you know, my diabetic patients to make moderate changes in diet can leave them with moderate blindness, moderate kidney failure, moderate amputation, maybe just a few toes or something. Right. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, all, you know, moderation in all things is not necessarily a good thing. We tell people to what uh, smoke only half a pack a day. I mean, like, you know, there's some things that are unhealthy. Right. Now, again, smoking one or two cigarettes every year, uh, you know, at some party or something, is that going to, you know, your body should be able to bounce back from that. Same thing with, you know, uh, you know, uh, Thanksgiving turkey or something. <laughs> but um, on a day-to-day basis, you know, we can't keep re-damaging ourselves, whether it's, you know, uh, re-injuring our lungs with every puff or re-injuring our arteries with every bite. Right. We have to take an active role in doing, being consistent every day. Um, with our health. And, and I think that there's, and you mentioned some, I think it was on your podcast, which the podcast is Nutrition Facts, but you mentioned somewhere that there's active confusion by, you know, many of these health companies or, or, or food companies to just confuse the heck out of everyone, you know, so no one knows what's right or wrong. And that's what your mission is, um, to, to make everything clear and accessible for everyone. Yeah, you know, people love hearing good news about the bad habits, right? It sells a lot right. of, you know, books, but it, you know, sells the public short. And it's really a classic tobacco industry tactic, you know, sowing confusion, mudding the waters. It hopes that people just kind of throw up their hands and eat whatever's put in front of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality is there's remarkable consistency in the nutrition science literature that you know, we should boost our intake of healthy plant foods like fruits and vegetables, limit our intake of animal foods or processed foods. Uh, the public needs and deserves to know about the overwhelming global consensus regarding the core elements of healthy living. Mm-hmm. So talk about balance. This is your new nonprofit. What, what is balanced all about? Oh, so exciting. I am excited. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, here, so, uh, you know, uh, nutrition facts, um, that org has been around for years, you know, pulling together all the best, you know, it's kind of a free nonprofit science-based public service, providing daily updates on the latest and nutrition research via these kind of bite-sized videos. We now have thousands of videos, nearly every aspect of healthy eating, new videos, not uploaded every day, but all the science in the world, um, uh, you know, may not actually, um, you know, uh, I mean, the, the, it doesn't matter if people don't actually change their behavior. Uh, I think many of us coming into this, you know, realm of evidence-based nutrition, you know, have this kind of idealistic, naive view that, wow, if people just knew the truth, mm-hmm. right, uh, then they change, right? I mean, I mean, once you know that processed meat uh, is a category one carcinogen, meaning we are as sure that bacon, ham, hot dog, sausage, lunch meat causes cancer in human beings that we are that plutonium causes cancer and, and cigarette smoke causes cancer. It's like, why would anyone ever feed it to their kids? Like, <laughs> that's right. crazy, right? Um, and, uh, but, uh, but, and so, you know, that was the whole point of me doing this is like, well, let me, people just don't know the science. So let me get the science out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what one, and, and there are, you know, there's a small fraction of people once they hear the evidence, 
um, uh, you know, they, they, that's it. That's all they need. In fact, that's why I loved speaking to like tech companies. Like, um, last few weeks I spoke at Google headquarters. I spoke at Facebook headquarters. Um, and those are, gr- I just love those audiences because they're data driven folks. They're engineers, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, show me the evidence. Okay. There's the evidence. All right. You know, and the next day they're, you know, eating kale and lentils. Like it's crazy. <laughs> right. Um, but you know, for most people, the information simply isn't enough. They're like, oh, soda's bad for me. Okay. And they open up another six pack, right? Right. Um, and and so so I realized that, you know, we need to do to do more. I mean, I still need to put out the evidence and we're i I'm not changing anything on that front, but we need an additional movement to actually put this into practice, to push for institutional changes, changes, you know, school cafeterias, workplace cafeterias, prisons, hospitals, all these, you know, institutions that serve, you know, tens of thousands of meals, you know, let's see if we can tweak them to start eating healthier, to start providing healthier food for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so originally I was thinking, well, Nutrition Facts would do it. I'd pull in some extra staff to, you know, work on the outreach piece, but I realized I mean, this really requires more than just, you know, a few people. I mean, this really needs, uh, you know, a a whole new organization to do. I mean, you know, with their own social media, their own, you know, mailing list, their own, you know, for people really interested in kind of putting things into practice, not just learning about the science. Um, And so that's uh, where this idea for a new um, 501c3 nonprofit came from. Um, and so it was just a matter of searching around to find the best possible talent to launch it, um, and help provide the kind of starting funding through nutrition facts to get it off the ground in hopes that eventually it would, you know, uh, it would, uh, you know, uh, achieve so many, um, successes and victories that it would, um, people would see its value and it would be, kind of be self-sustaining and people would uh, fund the organization directly for all its good works. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so that's the, so, uh, that's the plan. So they just launched, uh, at, uh one can uh, check out, uh, the kind of broad overview at balanced.org. Um, and, uh, I'm as excited as everyone else to see them, you know, look around for the lowest hanging fruit and, uh, go after trying to, um, improve, uh, improve the health of our society. So how bad, I have very young kids and they're in a charter school and so they're brown bag lunching it, but how bad is it in schools right now? Oh my God. And it's getting worse. So, um, President Trump, um, uh, just actually, in fact, last week, I believe reversed, uh, many of uh, Michelle Obama's um, uh, 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 targets for improving healthy school lunches. So she was trying to, you know, shift um, uh, towards, you know, more whole grains, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, more vegetable, simple kind of tweaks to improve the health um, of our children. And uh, and President Trump felt that. Uh, that uh, that uh, that the we government don't need to improve the health uh, of our yes, children. That that that, uh, that we need to that uh, um, we need to give schools more flexibility. I believe that was the uh, that was the official line, meaning we need to you know give them more ability to sell crap to our children. And so that's because it comes with funding, right? So if you allow, I mean, is that true? You allow Coca Cola or, or whatever product in the schools do they then fund some of the schools oh yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, so we're giving them more flexibility stadiums. to do right that. and so right. um and you know a lot of the 
um, you know, the, 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 the cheapest, you know, there's this USDA su- subsidized these commodity foods where they have these, you know, massive cans of like, you know, uh, commodity, you know, chicken pieces or something. Um, and that can be cheaper. And so this push towards, you know, healthier foods can entail costs. Um, and so this would allow them to continue to cut costs and just kind of deep fry garbage to get people to eat mm-hmm. um, stuff instead of, you know, you know, uh, having the you know, capacity to make more kind of scratch cooked meals um, and provide healthier options. Um, and, you know, it's the, I mean, the food industry, I mean, the reason there's so much pressure on the you know federal school lunch program is because the industry is hoping to instill tastes in kids you know once we get let's get them hooked on doritos early mm-hmm. um and so then their whole lives will have them in our clutches um and you know childhood obesity be damned yeah i think it's so funny um it's really easy my kids were in a bubble until they went to school you know they ate everything they were offered they you know had sushi and what i mean whatever they you know any, they would eat anything and then they get to school and there's, and even though they didn't have school lunches, it's just like the infusion of, you know, the parties or so-and-so's having a birthday. And all of a sudden my kids are like wanting soft drinks, which they've never had. And I think it's really easy to, to stand back as a parent of, you know, young children and say, well, my children, um, you know, aren't impacted by this. They eat healthy, but man, once they get into school, it's almost like you lose control a little bit because, of this. So I think that this, what you're doing with balance is fantastic. And, um, so how can people help? What, what can we do as concerned parents or just humans in society who would like to be able to drive down the road and find a healthy option? What can we do to help? Oh, uh, and not be out? bombarded by billboards yes. telling our kids to eat garbage. I know. Um, so yeah, so I encourage people to go to balance.org, sign up for the newsletter, um, uh, just to kind of be kept in the loop on all the exciting things that are happening. And if you think what they're doing is good to support them, there's a little donate button, um, uh, and uh, and uh, we'll see what uh, what they can do. Right now, they're um, you know coming up with a strategic plan, working with all these uh, wonderful partners. There's a number of groups out there, like you know Center for Science in the Public Interest and Consumers Union, and um, uh, there's a number of academic institutions like the, uh, the Prevention uh, Preventive Medicine uh, uh, Group at Yale that are interested in kind of working together to really you know uh, figure out what's really the best way of going about um, uh, you know uh, you know pressuring companies to you know, to think more about their customers, um, the health of their customers, um, rather than just, uh, you know, uh, uh, continue to kind of toe the party line. Right. Well, um, so this podcast is called The Same 24 Hours, and it, it comes from the idea that we all are given the same 24 hours in a day, but it's what we choose to do during those hours that makes all the difference between our success and health and happiness. So if you had to tell to give everyone just one small piece of advice for one small change they could make to improve their quality of life in their 24 hours, what would be the one thing you would suggest? Eat better. <laughs> I mean, Eat so more- specifically, so what that would mean, I mean, if there's three things that I'd encourage people to add to the diet, like if you only had three things, it would be, you know, uh, berries, greens, and beans. And if there are three things to absolutely eliminate, if you're only going to get rid of three things, it would be, number one, trans fats, these partially hydrogenated oils, deep fried foods, um, uh, and then uh, processed meat, and then soda. I mean, those three things, we really, no one should be 
uh, consuming on a day-to-day basis. Um, and so if one just uh, just did those two things, mm-hmm. we'd be a long way towards uh, towards a healthier population. Very awesome. Well, Dr. Gregor, I appreciate you taking time. Um, check out his book, How Not to Die. Let's get involved with Balanced and um, you know, take control of how to save your own life. But thank you so much for taking the time. And I just enjoyed this and I'm a big fan of your work. So keep doing what you're doing. It's awesome. I'm so happy. Keep up the good work yourself. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.